ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, February 18th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're going to take your phone calls and text this hour. Phone line is 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. It is brought to you by White Claw. White Claw Heart Seltzer is made pure. Our text line as well, 304-523-2275. We have a lot to talk about. The Thundering Herd victorious on the road for the women, and the men get the victory over Old Dominion. That was fun yesterday. Thundering Herd reversing fortune. Not that long ago, Marshall lost to Old Dominion. You thought, will you see a little bit of the same? And then Marshall goes on the road, beats UTEP, and you start feeling good about yourself as a Herd fan because, okay, maybe this team's starting to pick it up. And we've seen that now. Team's on a roll. Dan D'Antoni came out and screamed that yesterday on a mini roll as the Herd gets the victory 67-63. to It was a four-point win for Marshall. Good crowd, a good Thursday crowd, so I expect a better Saturday crowd. 3,867 show up to watch that one. Marco Ceranic had 16 points, got 13 of them in the first. Tavion Kenzie back to double digits with 15. Look at Marshall, what they did in the first half. Went into the half 32-29, so up three. Heard shot 33.3%. That's not bad, 12 of 36 Old Dominion was a little bit better percentage-wise, 13 of 33 for 39.4. But the big difference here was that three-point shot. The shot that Dan D'Antoni keeps saying, you got to make, you got to make. To do what Marshall wants to do, you have to hit that three. 37.5%. Wasn't terrible. Six of 16. You got 18 points off the three ball. Old Dominion, one of five, 20%. So three points. That's all they could get from the three-point line. Rebounding about the same throughout the game. It got a little bit towards Old Dominion late, but at halftime it was 23-all. Marshall was able to manage six points off Old Dominion turnovers. Old Dominion didn't get a single point there. And you know what? The second half was a lot of the same. 13-27 of in that second half, 48.1%. Old Dominion shot 375 They were 12 of 32. The big difference here again, three-point shot. Wasn't as good. You took less, you got more, 40%. I mean, 12 points off the three ball. Compared to Old Dominion, two of nine, 22.2% there, so six points off the three ball. Free throws came into play late with Marshall needing late heroics on the free throw line, but the Herd shot 5 of 9 from the free throw line that second half, 55.6%. Old Dominion was near perfect at 80%, 8 of 10. The rebound battle, Marshall ends the night minus 8, and it all happened in the second half. It was a 23-15 advantage for Old Dominion in that second half. Another key stat, Eight points off turnovers for Marshall. Marshall committed five turnovers, Old Dominion seven. Old Dominion was only able to get five points off turnovers, eight points for the Thundering Herd. You add all up, 30 points from the three-point line. 
And that was what Dan D'Antoni has talked about. He wants to see more shots from the three-point line. He wants to see more shots go in. And he thinks he's got the shooters to do it. And you got a great surprise in Marco Serrani coming out and giving you 16 points. Tavion had 15. Andrew Taylor had 10. Michael Byers had 12. Gorin had 8. And you look at where the three-point shot came. Who's the guy that missed the most threes? That was Tavion Kinsey. He was 1-6 from the three-point line. Andrew Taylor was 2-4. and four. Gorin missed both of his. Obina was perfect, 1-1. One one. Michael Byers, 2-3. Ceranic, 4-8. So Marco came out and lit it up for a time. Rebounding, I'll take it. In a victory, I'll take rebounding. Marshall was able to get 27 defensive boards. Old Dominion managed 32. The offensive glass, 14 for Old Dominion. Marshall is only able to pick up 11 offensive boards. Turnovers were key, I think. Old Dominion committed more. Only three blocks for the Thundering Herd as well. So Herd's getting it done in different places. I'd like to see a better number in the paint. Marshall lost the points in the paint battle, 30-26. to 26. They did win the turnover battle. It was plus nine there. Second chance points were equal. Fast break points, minus two there. Again, 6-4, not that much of a disparity. Bench points got to 12-plus, 17-5 in favor of the Herd. Good outing overall. Had to do it late, but maybe a few weeks ago, Marshall doesn't win it late. Maybe Marshall crumbles. This time around, Marshall gets the victory. Now you have a little momentum. I know Dan D'Antoni doesn't believe in some of that. Talking about a goldfish mentality, you got to have that short-term memory. And, of course, you can't carry this game to the next one. I get that. But at the same time, you can look at it and go, okay, here are some of the things we're doing well. Let's go do that again. So we're going to get your text in. That's 304-523-2275. That, again, is 304-523-2275. The phone number brought to you by White Claw is 877-420-TALK. That's 877 877- 420-8255. So we'll get some of your text in, give you a chance to wrap up talking about the men's game. And then, of course, on the women's side, Old Dominion, this is a game that Marshall needed to win as well. And Savannah Wheeler gives you 30 points, and you get it done. 9 of 19 from the three-point line. That was a key stat there. Old Dominion was a little bit better in the paint on the women's side, but Marshall was able to capitalize on turnovers. And I look at the hustle stats. Points in the paint, Old Dominion 24, Marshall 18. Points off turnovers, 16-14 in favor of the Herd. Second chance points, 16-5 in favor of Old Dominion. Fast break, 8-7, so not a big difference there. Bench points, 7-6 in favor of Old Dominion. Not a big, not a really big factor. But Marshall, other than that third, on the women's side, was able to get it done. 22-14 in the first Outscored them 13-11 in the second. They did falter a little bit 16-10 in the third, but came back strong fourth 19-7. So Marshall's women flipped the script on Old Dominion, get the victory 64-48. Savannah Wheeler was 9 of 16 from the field, 3 of 7 from the three-point line. Perfect from the free throw line, 9 of 9. So she's turning it on. Leah Dunham had a good game as well with 15 would like to see Kennedy Colclaw get in the double digits, but nine points, four of ten shooting. She was good for one three-pointer. And the big thing is you look at where 
that Herb was able to get some other things done. I mean, Savannah also brought you six rebounds. Dunham had eight. Kennedy Colclaw had six as well. And then, you know, you saw a few good spots here or there. Lorelai Roper only had four points, but she had four boards on the defensive glass. CeCe Mays had three rebounds. Alexis Johnson had four rebounds. So you, you look at where Marshall was able to get it done. And, yeah, your your big three that night was Wheeler, Dunham, and Colclaw. But you, know, you had some contributions from a few other role players. Good win for the Thundering Herd. You go on the road, good crowd, 1,765. So we know the Herd can go into a good environment and come out on top. Let's hope that Marshall can do it again, taking on Charlotte. That's coming up on Saturday. The men in action as well, taking on Charlotte. So we'll talk about that. We'll speculate a little bit further what's going to happen with Conference USA. And, of course, Marshall, Old Dominion, Southern Miss, Starting to read a little bit more, some of what the pundits have had to say about this is unprecedented, the legal opinions. We don't know what's going to happen. We do know this. We'll take your phone calls and texts when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. We're here on your Friday. Welcome back to The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Heard getting set for Charlotte for the weekend. Heard in action on Saturday. We're going to have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The women looking pretty good as well, so hopefully we can talk about two victories on Saturday as we wrap up your weekend with some Saturday night basketball heading into Sunday morning. So until then, let's just go ahead and call it a success until the herd proves us otherwise. We got a lot of other things to get into. Eventually, we're going to have a new athletic director named. It's going to be either Jeff O'Malley or one of the other names that you've seen thrown around. A lot of people are hoping, maybe betting on Jeff O'Malley. He's definitely got a strong legal background that will help him navigate some of the waters that the herd's sailing in at this moment. And it's interesting you're really seeing now some of the pundits come out, some of the national entities talk a little bit about how this is unprecedented, and also the fact that there's really not a kill switch here. The way some contracts have grant of rights, Conference USA, there's no such thing. It's forfeiture of your revenues. That's the buyout for a couple of years, okay? And there's no penalty, even though the bylaws say you, know, you, you got to get 14 months notice. There is no penalty here. The bigger problem is now we're sitting and waiting to see what legal action, if any, will be taken. And is Conference USA going to initiate it? Will the three schools that are involved try to initiate it? And what's going to happen in the meanwhile? Because we're supposed to see a Sunbelt schedule soon. Does the Sun Belt come out and say, okay, we're confident those schools are available, we're going to play? Because the game plan was 2023. That's when Marshall was set to join the Sun Belt. And the other schools that are leaving for the American, they're not budging. They're going to play it out. And, of course, there might not be room for them at this moment. There's availability now in the Sun Belt because James Madison is coming in early, available, so you're trying to get this thing squared away. They want it out so bad. 
and they've got a way to get out, whereas the other three schools, what's the advantage here? Let's look at it from that point of view today. What's the advantage of Marshall leaving early? What do you gain by leaving a year early, not staying the final year in Conference USA? What does it hurt you as Marshall, as Southern Miss, as Old Dominion? What does it hurt you? If you stay another year, how does that harm your institution? Do you think that if you leave right away that you can jumpstart what you're trying to do? Does a year slow you down? Do you just not want to travel in Conference USA? Do you just not want to be in the league anymore? Is there, of course, renegotiations coming up that you want to be a part of? Ground floor as far as television is concerned. And that's another thing. A lot of this has to do with television. And when ESPN gets involved and when the TV entities start getting involved, we're going to see some more movement, I think. The lawyers can say everything they want. They can arbitrate this. They can try to work out any deal. But if the biggest kid on the block, and that's ESPN, starts coming out and saying, look, here's what's going to happen. I think you start listening because Conference USA wants to make sure it's in good with ESPN. The Sun Belt wants to make sure it's in good with ESPN. I mean, that was a big part of this, getting out of Conference USA and getting into a situation where you're on a network people actually care to watch. ESPN, you're visible, you're seen, you're a little bit more relevant because you're on a network that people gravitate to. It could be a Thursday night game. People are going to tune in because it's on ESPN. You're on CBS Sports Network. you got to go find it. Now, I know ESPN Plus is is a pain for a lot of people. If you've got good broadband, and, of course, that's not the case all around the state of West Virginia, but if you've got good broadband, you're okay. If you're across the country – you're okay for the most part. You can watch the herd. But you're also on a platform where you can watch the herd. It's a lot easier to watch a game online for ESPN Plus than it is sometimes Stadium or sometimes CBS Sports Network. And if you don't have CBS Sports Network in your television package, because a lot of people maybe don't have that high of a package, it's not as low of a package as, say, ESPN. Of course, again, ESPN bundles with a lot of other packages because there's a lot of properties attached. So you got to go to a certain level. That's what it is, though. It's television exposure. Jeff O'Malley said it himself. You know, ESPN, he was proud of the fact that Marshall is going to be on the worldwide leader. It's going to be where people can find. So I think TV is going to have a big deal here. I don't know how much TV can influence this, but... If you're the Sun Belt, if you're Conference USA, do you really want to upset your television partner or get really in a situation where you're not making your television partner happy? And I know the contract's coming up for Conference USA. And that's another thing. Conference USA is trying to make sure that it doesn't lose any perceived value. And I think a lot of this is spite. That's just my honest feeling. It's spite. How much money are you going to lose from the value of the TV contract in comparison to the money that you're going to spend to try to keep Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion inside the conference for that final year? I mean, what is the value proposition here? Is it spite? 
Is it, well, you're leaving, we can't do anything about it, but we're going to hold you here until the very last minute because you're leaving? Because Conference USA fought hard to keep Marshall in the fold. The schools that were heading towards the American, there was no way to keep them out. So you had a hope that maybe you could keep, to some degree, a semblance of what Conference USA looked like and maybe rebuild based on that. Because I know there was a big push to keep Western in the fold as well. And Western would have been gone if Middle Tennessee would have decided to go to the Mid-American Conference with Western. That would have been the end of Conference USA right there. It still might be the end of Conference USA. Middle might wake up one day and think, you know what, this is not as good as we thought it would be. The whole desire to be in a southern footprint in football. Middle Tennessee is a southern school, wants to keep that. Well, that's great, but at the same time, I'm not really thinking of southern-style football when I look at Conference USA now or in a couple of seasons. So that's where this is getting interesting. From Conference USA's point of view, I think there's some spite going on from the three schools that are wanting to leave. I'm just kind of curious what was the deciding factor to make these institutions say, you know what, we're done. We want to leave early. We want to get out of here. We're leaving. Where's the harm in staying a year? And what's the value of leaving early? So I'll throw that out to you. 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. Is there a value going to Conference USA a year sooner? I mean, what are you getting out of that? I mean, you're getting settled in your new home. Is there any reason why another year in Conference USA is going to be detrimental? I mean, sure, you don't want to make some of those road trips, and I get that. You don't want to compete in Conference USA. You want to get started at the same time. Wouldn't it have been easier just to stay put and let this thing progress? Or you were leaving, Conference USA wanted to be spiteful, so you just took it public. And after all, Conference USA has raided the Sun Belt before. And teams left the Sun Belt to come into Conference USA and did it a little early too. So there has been a little give and take here before. I think Conference USA is trying to make a statement here. It almost seems like the league, I know the league is an entity, but the management team, the administration, and really you look at some of these schools that are left, are you really getting direction from Western Kentucky, from Middle Tennessee, from Louisiana Tech? Are you getting direction from schools like that to say, look, we're going to hold their feet to the fire. And that's a curiosity there that we're not going to get answered anytime soon. But obviously, as far as the makeup of the conference and as far as where the conference is going to go, Marshall doesn't have a vote. Marshall's leaving. And the other schools that are leaving don't have a say as well. So it is one of those situations where where is this coming from? Text line, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. Uh, I like this text. Uh, 
Hey, Paul, I'll buy dinner if you can work meow in conversation 10 times next segment. So this texture is wanting me to work in the word meow. That's two. Do I have, to, I have to do it next segment? Okay, so those two don't count. So when I say meow, that's three. Seven more to go. Text line 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. From a basketball standpoint, this texter writes, I can give you two words that says Marshall should bolt Conference USA ASAP. Those words are Frisco, Texas. Those are two words that really I can't I can't argue that. I don't have a defense for that. That's you've got me right there. Basketball at the Star in Frisco. It's a venue that allows you to have two consecutive games going on. So there's a great advantage there. You can have two games going on at the same time. At the same time, it's a facility that is great for the Dallas Cowboys. It's a facility that is really convenient for the home office in Dallas, Texas. It's a facility that offers a lot of amenities surrounding area, a lot of tourist options. Who am I kidding? Frisco, Texas. Heard them want to go back to Frisco, Texas. I don't blame them. I wouldn't want to go to Frisco, Texas. I mean, if I was a huge Dallas Cowboys fan, sure, I'd go to Frisco, Texas to see the, the Cowboys in their facility. If I was a big Cowboys fan, it's a nice facility. But at the same time, you want to go somewhere. I would think you'd want to have your basketball tournament somewhere where a good portion of your fan base can go to, to see. That's the whole point. This is a tourist event. You're bringing all these teams together in a central location, and the location is somewhere that will benefit from it because it's a one, it's close to your membership. It has a lot of things you can do. I mean, that's the whole point of the bowls. The bowls are tourist traps. This isn't some sense of, hey, we have to have a, a great experience for the national championship. Look, the college football playoff is going to stay at four. Why is that? We're preserving the bowl system here for another few years. Frisco, Texas. That's a good reason not to want to be in Conference USA. Who enjoys going to Frisco, Texas? Now, years ago, if you're an older Herd fan, you probably enjoyed going to Asheville, North Carolina, for Southern Conference basketball, right? I mean, there were those years where Marshall would play – in Memphis for Conference USA tournament. Those were fun. Those were definitely fun. We'll take more of your text, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275. You can send me text to cover any topic, including saying the word meow. That's four. Six to go. I got to find out where this dinner is going to be. Yeah, before I continue this, I got to figure out where this dinner is going to be. I mean, it could be at Dan D'Antoni's place. Dan's already promised me there. Well, okay, he's promised me dinner along with several other members of the media because, again, he realizes how little we get paid compared to him. So hopefully that'll be the case. And if I say meow six more times, that's five, 
I'm apparently getting dinner somewhere. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank, the local bank that's here for every step of your life's journey. Member FDIC. Our text line is open on this Friday. It is 304-523-2275. 304-523-2275. Texter asks, Paul, what word is it you're supposed to work into conversation during the show to get a free dinner? Uh, that is meow. I'm up to six. The stipulation was if I could work meow into the conversation 10 times during this segment at 7. My rules. I got three more opportunities to do it. I'll never see that dinner. I'll never see that dinner. Maybe I will. I don't know. Get a gift card. Well, no, don't. No, this is um, all the other DJs and, and talent here see this text line. Don't Venmo me here this text line. No, don't do it. Don't do it. All right, the number again, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. I really want to hear from you about why you think it's a good idea Marshall leaves Conference USA now. After this academic year is over, now. What's the value here in leaving early instead of just staying one more time. For me, the things that I really am going to miss will be Marshall maybe have an opportunity to end on a high note, say win the Conference USA East Division in football and win the Conference USA Championship, get to go to a really nice bowl game. I mean, that would be something I'd like to see. Conference USA Championship for the final time. Marshall plays for it, wins it has a nice little trophy to go along with some other things in his trophy case. That would be cool. Basketball, you mean, could Dan D'Antoni get us a, a regular season championship and a tournament win that final year? Could that happen? I mean, that would be great. Does Marshall soccer win for the final time after some really bitter moments? The Conference USA championship Regular season, because that means more to Chris Grassy than the tournament, but win them both. Get that regular season championship, get that tournament win, another run in the NCAA tournament, you get that one more time. I mean, wouldn't that be nice to leave on a high note? Same thing for women's basketball. Could, could Tony Kemper get that final championship? It'd be the final one. Here it is. Marshall's won it. It's women's basketball. Get that championship. What about volleyball? I'd like to see Ari Agnes leave, get that championship. Also, I'd like to see maybe some opportunities for some other athletes to to maybe get one last shot at some of these rivalries here. I mean, there's some things right here that we could talk about maybe are good reasons to stay in Conference USA. Texter writes, hey, Paul, I'll be at Fat Patty's. Otherwise, I'll shoot you a message on Facebook and we can meet up another day. That's awesome. I appreciate that. So I'm going to uh, get fed. If I can work the word meow into the conversation, that's eight. Two more to go. Two more to go. 
I'm not turning down fat patties for just saying the word meow in conversation. That's nine. I'm not turning that down. I'm not turning that down at all. You got to wait. Will I get to 10? We'll find out. You can text You can text me food as well. You know what? I'll get you a link. I think you can tip me on my Twitter handle if you want to actually uh, underwrite me a little bit. Underwrite Paul a meal here. It's uh, Twitter, at Paul Swan. I've got the tip jar. I just put it up because everyone else was doing it. No one's used it yet. So if you want to tip me, I'm I'm all down with that. And, of course, uh, you can answer the conversation, 304-523-2275. See, that's the great thing about the text line is it's it's real-time, real-time stream of consciousness stuff here sometimes. So you can chime in anytime. Anything we're talking about, you can hit the text line instantly, like this texter. Why not leave Conference USA? It's not like Conference USA is the cat's meow of athletic conferences. That's 10 right there. Well done. Well done. See, that that was a different texture, too. Well done. I like that. So we've got, we got the 10 in here. Never going to use that word again on this show. Never going to use that word again unless we're talking about the Bengals, and we'll talk about that. So it's not like Conference USA is going to advance you far. You're not going to have a shot at, for at least a few more years anyway, getting into the college football playoff coming out of Conference USA. You might have a better chance coming out of the Sun Belt than you would Conference USA. The American, of course, is always going to be the conference you look at most to have some team like a Cincinnati be eligible to crash the party. I think if you expand the playoff, it's going to make it more interesting because let's be quite honest, the last few years, the playoffs have not been exactly fun. Championship games a little bit more exciting, but I think if you had... And here's what I would hope would happen. I'm not beholden to the Bulls. I get the whole idea of the Bulls being this reward. You want to keep them involved, and, and that's fine. If you want to do that, you know, the teams that don't get into the playoff, yeah, that's fine. But I think you have to look at a system where you have first-round games. Wouldn't it be cool to have a first-round game at, say, Michigan, Ohio State, if, if they're not a top four qualifier. I mean, wouldn't it be cool to have maybe a playoff game there? You could have teams, wait, Oregon has to, or Ohio State has to go out to Oregon first-round playoff game. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That'd be great. Or Penn State has to go on the road and take on Pitt. Maybe Pitt and Penn State first round of the playoffs. I know that's kind of a dream matchup, but at the same time, Status quo until the contract is um, is made, well, made again. Quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll wrap up today's edition. Your text line again, 304-523-2275. That's 304-523-2275. More coming up. It's The Drive for Friday, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. 
Final segment, Friday edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our phone line is 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Text line is 304-523-2275. You know, baseball is not going to be starting anytime soon. I got the word today. We're a Pittsburgh Pirates affiliate, so they sometimes send me heads up on things that are coming out and it's going to be at least at the earliest March 5th before we can get spring training games going on. So the owners are standing on their ground. The Players Association standing its ground. So that's going to delay at least a little bit when we have Pirates baseball. And, of course, that means maybe the start of the season is going to be delayed. So that's going to be something we're going to be keeping an eye on. Of course, uh, the good news is there's college baseball, the Thundering Herd, getting its season underway. And again, uh, I would love to get Marshall to the point where we have some baseball in downtown Huntington, or at least on campus. So the start of the baseball season for the Thundering Herd, it's a great time. At the same time, it's kind of a sore spot for me because still – no real, true, viable place to go and just enjoy Marshall baseball. I mean, yeah, you got the field at Route 2, and you, you do with what you can, the best you can. But at least you had, if you were still competing in Charleston, at least you had a minor league level stadium. And it seemed to work out. It was okay, but... You're getting into the Sun Belt. Sun Belt's just as good as a conference in baseball as Conference USA. So, again, start of the baseball season. I wish we had a a facility for baseball. You're never going to be able to compete at the level you want to until you get a baseball facility. You're not going to be able to. I mean, look what soccer was able to do. You get a new facility in. You get a coach in that can recruit to it. And, of course, not only was it the facility that brought you the national championship, my intern Ryan Cirk wants to hear his name on the program because he's the reason why, because he scored a penalty against Clemson. So there you go. That's the reason why national championship. Ryan Cirk scored a penalty against Clemson. Doesn't count on the stat sheet, but he scored it. That's what I hate to shoot out for. That, you know, the only thing I hate to shoot out for is there should be some stat that, like, oh, he's great in shootouts. He's great in, in, in penalties. I know the coaches chart that, but no one else can chart that unless got to have that official stat. That should be a stat right there. That way I know, okay, this, this is the wrong guy to put out there. He has missed seven penalties. All right, 304-523-2275, 304-523-2275 coming up tomorrow. Going to be, once again, Marshall basketball. We've got the game against Charlotte for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Women are in action as well tomorrow. We'll have all of the pregame coverage. We do it an hour before tip-off, and we stick around late after the game. Should be a fun one tomorrow. Marshall taking on Charlotte. Looking forward to seeing the herd. Maybe get that three-game win streak. We talked about a 10-game losing streak. Now maybe we can talk about a 10-game win streak. Is that a possibility here? A 10-game win streak. What says you, Texters? 304-523-2275. Herd goes on a run. Wins the rest of the way. 
just goes out and wins five more regular season games to go. Five more. So what if Marshall won all five of those, didn't have to play that first day? Okay. Maybe we can get an 11-game win streak going on here then. Win those five, and then you, you get into the tournament. You win that. You get into the NCAA tournament. I mean, come on. Win the tournament and go into the NCAA tournament? That's going to happen. Let's just go ahead and write it down right now. Marshall is going to go on a win streak, win the Conference USA tournament, go into the NCAA, and face off against, I don't know, Duke. I was looking at team rankings. I get the emails from team rankings. Marshall, 0% chance at large bid. That We know that. Uh, 0% chance of winning the tournament. Okay, I don't know. I'm not going to give them that low of a number. And if, by chance, going into the tournament, 15 seed, team rankings has declared the herd, if making the NCAA tournament, a 15 seed. I mean, I'll take a, I'll take a 15-2 matchup. I'll take that. I'll take a 15-2. Or would, would they be a play-in game? Would they go to Dayton in the first round? If Marshall would be the last team in, would Marshall get an opportunity to play in Dayton? I'd almost rather see Marshall go that route, play in Dayton, and then get into the NCAA tournament fully that way. I know you want to get in, period, and it does count, the play-in game. I know it's the first-round game. Play-in game. It's what it is. It's the first first four, the official term, the first four. They get treated like any other uh, participant in the tournament, though. That's the good thing. The rest of the fans don't. I mean, we don't even fill out our brackets around here for entertainment purposes only. We don't even fill out our brackets here with those teams in until those games are over. And usually that's just a, a chalk line anyway. We'll take the one seed in that matchup. Eh, they're playing the one seed. We'll take the one seed here. So that's my hope for Marshall basketball, to avoid avoid that. Get, get a streak going. And look, it can happen. Charlotte's up next. That's not a game that necessarily is uh, a walk in the park for Charlotte either. So it's not necessarily a game that Marshall should just automatically lose. We'll see what happens. We've got the game for you coming up. It's tomorrow right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7. The Dog, don't forget, stick around afterwards. We'll have complete coverage of this game, post-game reaction from Dan D'Antoni. Who's going to be the top scorer tomorrow? That should be uh, – that'll be our question on Monday for the Monday game. Who's going to be the top scorer Monday? If anyone had Marco on your bingo card yesterday, you won with his 16 points leading all scorers. I know Tavion is a easy one to pick with – 15 usually is your leading scorer, but that'll be our question on Monday. Who's going to be your leading scorer for the herd in the contest against Southern Miss? That'll be a great Twitter poll question as well. We've fallen behind a little bit on those questions of the day on our Twitter poll, so we'll get that back on Monday as well. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at ESPN941. That is ESPN941. That should be our that'll be our question of the day as well. We'll take your text and we'll let you. Well, I don't know if we can set it up that way. We'll let you reply to it. Maybe we'll ask a question. You can reply to it because you know we can't have like fifteen different Twitter. Twitter's not that cool. 
Come on, let me have 15 responses to my, my poll question here. I can get that in under 300 characters, can't I? Come on, let's make it easy here. So I'm going to say leading scorer tomorrow. Let's say Darius George. Darius George is going to be your leading scorer tomorrow. He's going to get more than 12 minutes. He's going to come out fired up, seeing what Marco was able to do with 24 minutes. Darius George is going to be the leading scorer for the Thundering Herd. That is, just write it down now. It's a lock until I change my mind tomorrow. That's going to do it for this edition. Back tomorrow for our pregame coverage. Marshall taking on Charlotte. Have a great weekend, and we will talk to you tomorrow.